Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They Rubbish! There's buggers over here. <laughs> Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... We're an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, right. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday to you, February 27th. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Apple Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Monday morning, the last Monday, the last week of February 2023. March starts this week, which is very exciting. Best month of the year. Uh, not, not a question. Not a question. That was just something you will. That was uh, basically a lead in. That allowed you to lead in. Not, not looking for any sort of disagreement there. So you just go ahead and you do your normal bit. Here. Well, Louisville fans would disagree. That, hey, but if you're a U of L fan, that's when it all ends in March. So it's like woohoo! Yeah, it's, it's behind mercy us. kill. Yeah. Last season, at that point, if I was a UofL fan, I'd be I couldn't wait for March. Uh, then I'd want March to get over with, obviously. Because right, right, right. Wa- yeah. Watching watching the madness without your team in the thick of it is not is not uh, not ideal. Uh, good morning, everybody. How are you all? I, I, I'm I, I'm a little bit more pumped up, I think, than you two. Well, we well, haven't no. heard from, we haven't heard from Scoots. Yeah, uh, I, I think I'm pretty fired up because it was a fun college basketball Saturday. And I, I have a feeling Scuzzarelli over here is excited as well because his Hoosiers, what a win. You did it, Scoots. I did it. Yeah, I specifically did it. Yeah, no, I, I'm pretty pumped up today too, TJ. I, it was a great weekend. Had some midway basketball. Of course, Indiana won. You had Kentucky destroying Auburn. The weather was pretty decent. I, I'm jacked up too. It, it was a... Great weekend for me, one of the best I've had in, in quite some time. So, pretty excited. Oh, but IU women lost. Oh man. oh, man. But that what was... some way to lose. That dude. was such a freaking fun game, though. I'm I'm not mad about that at all. It was their, only their second loss of the season. It was it was a great game. I got, I got to watch... I was at work. I got to watch uh, pretty much the entirety of the second half of that game. So, it was, it was a lot of fun. Sucks they lost, but you know maybe it's a little piece of humble pie before we get to tournament play. Yeah, no, no shame in losing in that atmosphere but, on the road. That was like a storybook finish for for that setup. College game day, 
What's her name? Caitlin Clark. Yeah, she's yeah, a it, she's a monster. Just like what? Maybe guard her. I don't know. Like that's Dude, the one like, person. She's like was, fading. She's fading away from like two, three feet behind the three. She points. had oxygen. You put three people on her. Like I make anybody else beat you. I know that it was it was a difficult shot, but like she, that was an easy pa- inbound play to the one person who was going to take that shot. You know, Roush. But if I if we were going to get beat by anybody. I prefer that it would be Caitlin Clark. Oh my gosh! I mean, that's a very like righteous thing to say, but Scoot's it's always just- he always does that. He always does the and that goes into the topic that, about the Trevor bet over the weekend and stuff like that. Scoot's always wants to like do the gentlemanly thing because <laughs> I'm a gentleman. It grounds my gears. <laughs> I'm not a no, jerk. You, sorry. You don't. You don't want to lose. You don't want to lose to them, or you don't want to lose to her. No, you're right. I don't want to lose. But if we're gonna lose, I'd, it, I'd rather be the best player in the country. Or maybe you know, whatever, whatever. <laughs> Moving past it, uh, UK women's finished up last place in the SEC. Yeah. Yep, uh, so that will conclude our women's basketball talk for the week uh, yeah there, there you have it yeah yeah that not great lost by 20 to tennessee uh i did want to tell scoots though i watched the indiana purdue game and i gotta say i like indiana like that they, they're they're a fun team when jalen hoodstafino's playing well like they they have a, a a solid fun makeup of a team with a really good point guard talented point guard an awesome big man who couldn't do anything against zach Eady. But they have the most fun role players. It's it's the most perfect Indiana basketball team. Just like all, the white guys who like hustle and scrap, shoot threes, and like make tough plays between Galloway, Miller, Cop. Like they're they're that's a fun team you got on your hands, Scoots. Yeah, no, it is a lot of fun. And and keep in mind also, Roush, that we are missing our starting point guard from the beginning of the season, who should be back in about a week, maybe two. So it's all it's only going to get more fun. Is it Xavier Johnson? Yeah, Xavier Johnson. Uh, could mess everything up. No, I, no, I don't think it will because he's – so Jalen Huchafino's had really good games the past two. Of course, you all know he scored 35 on Saturday. But Xavier's been posting on Twitter every single time Jalen goes crazy – he posed one is a bad man. Like, so it's he's still in the team. The, the team chemistry is still there. I don't think he'll mess up anything. Wow, it, it could it could derail everything. I know it yeah. could. I know that's a chance, but I just don't think oh, it will. Oh man, I wish I, w- I wish I wouldn't have known that. Now I don't. I'm not so sure that that IU's going to make that run anymore. Maybe he doesn't come know. back. I don't know. Um, also, I like that Roush. You you get Roush's attention when you win on the road at a top five team. <laughs> Circle well, now. Be, I mean, it's Indiana. That's like the the. How often do they win away from Assembly Hall? Not very. No, it's it's totally wild. I I do agree with the and fact it, it is like, IU. They we're swept up by Purdue. ten points like the whole game. Purdue has just totally dominated IU as of late. So to get the season sweep on them just as big in its own right. Let alone Purdue is a good team, although they are kind of going through something right now. And uh, yeah, it's not a play IU historically, or at least the last couple decades has been atrocious away from home. So the fact they do it against a rival, top five team, yeah, I, I agree. It's a really impressive weekend for Scoots. I can only imagine it was probably a great live PD on Friday evening. Oh, man. 
Roush, tip of the cap to you, my friend. Just an absolute banger of an over-under line for Platties on Friday night. Got to give you a shout-out on that. What, so did you, did you hit the over? Where would your money have been? You all both went over, right? No, Roush went under. Oh, okay. Well, Roush would win, but there are some there are some stipulations. Yeah, so I hit four, but I had two shots of fireball. So you all can count that however you want, but I only had four splatty platties. We could just call it a push. You just, you just ripping fireball shots at home on a Friday night watching live PD. Of course, oh, yeah. I've, I've got to prepare for the DUI test there. How'd you do? Uh, there was no instance. Actually, I think I went to bed at like 10 o'clock on Friday night. Oh, went, went to bed, quote unquote. Went to bed, yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like during the AFC Championship game. Yeah, exactly. Or was it, or was it the NFC Championship game? Whatever one it was. Super Bowl. No, nah, I thought it wasn't the Super Bowl. <laughs> Super Bowl's the one I was nodding, yeah. No, AFC Championship too, actually, now that you say that. No, there's one that you're like, yeah, so I didn't see the end. It was like that controversial call. You're like, I think it was the AFC Championship game. You're yeah, like, I've got yeah, it. It was the Super Bowl. It was the hold. Yeah, it was the Super Bowl. <laughs> was, what, was that what it was? Okay. So yeah, many I've, in the NFL. I've, I've got a problem. <laughs> you just get sleepy. It happens. Uh, college basketball's got a problem, and it's not the Indiana stinky Hoosiers. It's the Kentucky Wildcats, folks. Roush, Man. Cat, cats are hot. Man, don't somebody wouldn't let the cats get hot, and they are. Whew, that was freaking awesome. It was I, the whole time I was I was watching the game with a buddy of mine who we both had tickets to go watch the Auburn game uh, back in 2019, where Kentucky just kicked a snot out of that team, uh, won by 28 points, and the, that blowout wasn't as near as bad as this one. That was. 32 was the final score, but it was 40 when uh, Cal called off the dogs. An absolute ass-kicking by, by all measures. The, the the thing was, too, is you you saw them kind of turn it on right before half. Like it, was, it was kind of close. Uh, Johnny Broom and Oscar were going back and forth. Uh, but you had an 8-0 run right before half to make an 11-point game. And then in the second half, this team had been pretty slow starting in a lot of second halves this year. They they got the ball rolling, and then, boy, did they put their foot on the gas. That was unlike anything we'd seen them do all year. Florida scraped together a run and got back in the game and made things obnoxious. That, that wasn't happening on Saturday. Uh, Antonio Reeves got hot, just like uh, this guy predicted, was in fuego, knocking down threes from downtown. Uh, Jacob Toppin even got in the mix. Kaysom Wallace kicked off his rust. An absolute, just glorious way to have your last Catterday at Rep Arena of the season. Big time atmosphere, big game. I was thinking about that 2019 game myself as well. Uh, we I was at a diaper party watching that beatdown of Auburn that day. But this one was was even worse. Uh, that was what we've been talking about really all season. But uh, if you've been listening to KRC for any period of time during the season, you've probably heard us mention at some point that UK was due for a game like that. Usually you can uh, – there's at least one of them a season. Ideally in a good season you can maybe get more than, more than one, but there's usually one where it just clicks at home and – 
uh, an opponent, a good opponent, a a meaningful basketball game, and it's just blowout city USA, what I like to call a big blue blowout. And that was Saturday. So you can, this team hadn't had one yet, and we were wondering if it could happen, would happen, would injuries kind of not allow it to happen, whatever. It crossed it off. Finally, it did, and it was just as fun as I remember it. Uh, that 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 made that was a little bit surprising. I didn't. I think I we all predicted a UK win, so not so much that that UK came out on top. And we know that this Auburn team's got some flaws, but uh, just this random Saturday, they decided to let it all click. You had a great game, really, from all your starters. Chris Livingston may be the one exception, and he certainly wasn't bad. Just a little bit of foul trouble probably kept his totals down, but everybody else, you could make a case that. They were on, uh, and they were feeling it. And you got to see the walk-ons play. Uh, I mm-hmm. think we got a little bit of an answer to our question about, like, why is Cal always so late to put in the the walk-ons, you know, the the, <laughs> the scrubs, if you will. Yeah. Uh, we saw it. We saw it pretty pretty quickly, uh, why why that is. But that's all right. Um, they got to have some fun. The the game before senior day, getting to go out there and, and have a, several possessions. Watkins got to throw up a shot. I, was, I thought was going to go in. So, and uh, an all feel good Saturday, and 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 this team seems to be gelling at the right time, continuing to move up. And net rankings just a huge jump on Sunday morning yeah. from twenty nine to twentieth. which kind of goes to show what a big win can do in those rankings. And you got to beat Vanderbilt on Wednesday, and you will lock up. Uh, at least the three seed, there's a chance you can do that even without beating Vanderbilt and a chance that that could potentially happen even before the game on Wednesday evening. Uh, but you still are going to want to go ahead and take care of business on senior day. But you took care of business against Auburn. Always fun to beat Bruce Pearl, especially yeah. in a big blowout fashion. And hopefully this is uh, means all the right things for this team, Roush, and, and their quest to continue to convince us, I suppose, that they can – they, they can be a contender, make a, a contender to make a deep run at least. Speaking of blowouts and blowout city USA, uh, Gale Force wins today. Oh, I thought you were saying that Frank left you a surprise. Oh, no, no. Uh, but perfect day for Scoots to get out on the golf course because it's not going to affect his game at all. Too bad Scoots has to work. Too windy. Um, I should have never aside, said that. I don't know if – oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to bring that up. For Every time. Forever. Yeah. Did you see the one guy almost choke in the Honda Classic yesterday? Yes. Yeah, that was he man. Went went for the stick, hit it in the water and still found a way to rally and win in the playoff. Yeah, by the floating car. Who won? Yeah. Uh Kirk. man. Great question. Some guy I'd never heard of. But it was like a dude, all you have to do is just part of this hole. You're up by stroke. He hits it off the rocks into the water. But uh, the other guy didn't take advantage of it, and uh, he ended up winning on the second playoff hole. Yeah, Chris like, Kirk won. Uh, gotcha. He was the guy that hit it into the water. And then was he, he was also the one that hit it on the playoff hole. He hit it, like, directly behind a tree. And that wasn't good. He, could, he couldn't have, like, a clear rip at the hole. He, he, it wasn't so much just, like, your basic punch out. He was able to punch out really far down the fairway, but – uh, then he birdied, hit it, stuck it like within a foot and a half uh, after yeah. that next shot. So that, that was, was that impressive. was awesome. 
Yeah. So eventually had some redemption there. Uh, I did, not that this is where we're going to take the conversation right now, but I did watch more live than I have ever. Uh, which Was it on the CW in Louisville? It was on the CW in okay. Louisville, which is yeah, your I, one-stop shop for live golf moving forward. That's just hilarious to say out loud. But I, I actually had uh, my brother-in-law's brother was at the live golf event in Mexico. Um, I did not turn on to see, try to catch him on television. But, um, yeah, if you can't tell, folks, there was a lot of sports that happened this weekend. That's, that's going kind to, of the moral of the story. <laughs> they're going to Greenbrier in West Virginia Ooh. later this season for live. I bet, I bet that would be fun. I bet going being at the place in Mexico would be fun. Uh, we'll, we'll maybe talk a little bit about it because I just wanted to get the, the live experience. But that was part of it. They have, like, an intro video just kind of explaining the live rules. And part of the intro video is like, so how do you watch the live? Well, you're watching it now, so you know, watch however you're watching. But it's as easy as po- opening up your CW TV app. And I was like, oh yeah, because everybody's got the CW TV app. Yep. Uh, just it is that simple. Just open it up. Your how we've all got it. Who could forget? We've got the CW TV app. Uh, anyways, we may talk golf a little bit later, but we're Ooh. all pumped up about the cap. Spoiler alert: the crushers crushed. You know, I, they they talked about on that little video. They were like, "Go to our website, or you click on the link right here to find out which team to root for." So I took it. It's like a little. It was like a little survey. Like, what is the best weather to cuddle up with a good book? And it's got like four pictures or something like that. Um, and I, I got the Crushers, which is kind of that's Bryson DeChambeau's team. So I wasn't, mm-hmm. too, I wasn't too thrilled about it, but I did get the crushers, but yeah, I noticed that they had a big weekend. So good for the crushers. The, the sad thing is their team concept is actually kind of cool, but it's never going to see the light of day. Cause nobody's ever going to watch the lips. So, hey, so, you know. so speaking of the team concept, I told you all that I was going to talk to my buddy. Who's a big formula one guy about this and see like wh- how it shakes out in formula one. So surprisingly he said, People are fans of teams before they're fans of drivers, with a few exceptions. Like Lewis Hamilton, people are obviously fans of Lewis Hamilton. And if you're a fan of Lewis Hamilton, you're going to be a fan of his team. But he said the majority of people, they cheer for a team and don't really care who the drivers are in that team, which I found fascinating. Because I'm with you, TJ. We talked about it last week. We're always going to cheer for golfers. We're not going to be big on the team aspect. So interesting to hear that Formula One is big on the team aspect. So when they say Formula One teams, though, just to be clear, it is like multiple different drivers representing a team and not just like the team in the sense of like a pit crew. Like that's our team. Correct. Yeah. So you got like four or five drivers and it's all they're all like car based, like like Mercedes. Mercedes. Yeah. You got McLaren. I think uh, Red Bull might is Red, Red Bull, Bull is a team, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but Will yeah, they that, ever do the old slingshot like the Ricky Bobby. <laughs> I don't know if uh, if that's how exactly how it works, but they might. I was thinking maybe one time you all could let me win. Yeah, <laughs> but if we do that, then how am I going to win? Yeah, that's a good point. It's a good point. Uh, all right, well, there's your Formula One and some live golf talk. We may get back to it. It is a pretty busy Monday. I will say this, and we've we've got a we've got plenty, which is the good news on the Thornton's text line. Always nothing but good news when it comes to a Thornton's, but it, it does go to show we've we've mentioned this over the years on Kentucky Roll Call that like 
probably the the fewest texts of the season after a big game. Win or loss after a big game Saturday, probably the fewest text. And it just kind of goes to show that people were just happy. Yeah. I, I don't th- I think people, you know, what 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 you couldn't criticize much. There wasn't too much that was controversial, which ends up that there ended up kind of being. Uh, and that ended up being what the majority of the decks were about. And not, maybe not the majority is the right phrase. But uh, when when the cats are rocking and rolling, things just stay a little bit steadier. The waters are a bit calmer. And I'm all right with that. Uh, there, what 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 could you say? Like, hey, do that every game is it would be my would be my advice or my analysis after that. But everything went well. The players clicked. They hit the sh- they hit they hit shots. They hit the shots they were supposed to hit. Um, does seem like we we're seeing this new strategy, Roush, of keeping Oscar away from the basket. And UK's offense has been humming the last few games since they've been doing that. Really longer than just maybe a few. Uh, they've always had a tendency to pull him away from time to time, but now it's becoming more and more consistent. So you're you're seeing a little tweak in action, if you will. Uh, but people were quiet after Saturday's game, and I don't blame them. Yeah, it's it it that was awesome is a pretty common theme because that was awesome. It was so much fun. The and it. It is a fascinating study, though, on behavior, which is like, you know, when when everybody wins and everything's awesome, I'm just going to crack another beer and, and enjoy this instead of uh, texting in the show, which I don't I don't, I don't blame anybody for. Because that was uh, the most complete performance of the season. It came at the right time, and you kind of got a little bit of something from everybody except the guy who had been playing the best over the last couple of weeks, and Chris Livingston, he got in early foul trouble. And so we got a little bit more Adu Tierro uh, or Tierrio. Um, Kevin Harlan, he's, he's he's still kicking off the NFL season rust, getting back into college basketball. So it was a little rusty. He I also, enjoyed him. I thought he was great. He also, the the Shibwe, you never knew how he was going to say Shibwe. Yeah, that's part of the fun. Whatever. It's, I love it's, Kevin Harlan, though. So, yeah, I, I don't care. Yeah, it's, it just makes the game more exciting, fun to listen to. You're right. Had, had a little tough time with some of those, but oh, well, I don't care. Yeah. It's not going to bug me. I mean, just bring the energy, baby. And maybe also it didn't hurt that UK was just rocking and rolling, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't get mad at now. I, 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 I got I to admit, I got to admit that, that like I, I just need a break. I think it's more just it's been – 15 straight years of nothing but Jimmy Dykes. But part of the Jimmy Dykes fatigue also was when the Cats just weren't really playing all that great. Bad offensive series. Defense obviously would go missing. You know, I don't know if I think he did that Missouri blowout game. There were some losses thrown in. So that that could have maybe potentially played a role. So yeah. our, our Jimmy Dykes fatigue. There's we, um we still like the pa- guy. Pavlov, you know. He's exactly. ringing the bell of bad basketball, and we're just hearing Jimmy Dykes guard your yard, you know? Like, UK has barely beaten a bad LSU team at Rupp Arena, and you just got Carl Ravage looking at butterflies in the rafters, and Jimmy Dykes is... Now, why would Severe Wheeler turn that ball over? What good is that going to do his team to just turn the ball over? And it's like, oh, man, Jimmy's probably not meaning to do it. Probably wasn't intentional. Uh, I, but yeah, you know, I, I, I regress, but those CBS games mm, can't get enough of them. Yeah, Always a good yeah. time, which we need to discuss 
CBS, they they at least scheduled it like they, they gave a 15 minute buffer zone for the UK game to start. But the the Arizona Arizona State game still went late. So instead of doing what ESPN does, where they say, "Oh, sorry, we're we're starting the other game on another network," or "Check us out on the app," whatever it might be, CBS was like, "Well, for the East Coast, we'll give you all the Kentucky game. West Coast, we'll let you watch the end of Arizona Arizona State." While the Kentucky game was ongoing, fans on the East Coast missed Arizona State hitting. The most beautiful, actually, I don't want to say beautiful, but because he jumped off of his right leg and he was right-handed. It was very awkward looking, but it was the purest half-court game-winning three-point shot. These two eyes have recalled a hell of a way to really kick the madness into high gear. I agree with that, Roush. I've never seen one that was as beautiful as that one. It was pure, man. No, I mean, just awesome. It was amazing that uh, I was wondering kind of when it, they did it, how what, was it just in Kentucky? Was it just around these parts that they switched it over? Now, it was a pretty large part of the of the mm-hmm. country. So, yeah, I bet some people were not thrilled that they missed that, but they, they showed it. And then just seeing the people in the background, that would be a, that'd be a horrible loss if you were an Arizona fan. You're a top 10 team. You're at home. You've got big March postseason aspirations. You're playing your most heated rival in your gym, and they beat you on a half court shot, or you know they were he was really about ten feet ahead of of half court. That would stink. It'd be a, a quiet walk to the car, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, you ain't kidding. Um, this is just a half court shot. Like it's just so. Uh, so tough. Yeah, and also just to half court, obviously. Um, you had a real Saturday March feel. You had, you had a couple half. You had a couple buzzer beaters. Some even long. Another one that was long well, distance, although it escapes me now who it was. But uh, you, had, you had a lot of fun games. I know the, uh, the, who was it. Hunter Dickinson was on Sunday, uh, where he hit the three to tie, it, and then Michigan ended up winning in overtime, which. I mean, when you got two bubble teams facing off, too, it really did feel like a, kind of a NCAA tournament elimination game. Um, but we we should get to a break because we got to talk about another crazy game that happened on Saturday that um, might might make this radio show a little contentious. Oh, I'm not really sure what you're referring to. Hmm. I wonder what it could be, Scoots. No, I don't. I have oh, no idea either. The- the, the bet. He's talking about the bet. The bet. The bet. The jinx bet. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. All-time all bad. We'll, we'll come back. We'll talk about that. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96. Oh, yeah. DJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Gale. so Welcome back to the Kentucky Roll Call. How does how's one do it, You just need the link, um, but you just pick 
They do two different sets. Um, the first one's due Tuesday. Y'all are on. Y'all are on. Th- thanks for the heads up, Scoots. Scoots, do you not do the 30-second? Uh, I do did. do the 30-second thing anymore? I did. I was under the impression y'all could hear me, and I guess you couldn't. Nope, you, oh. you, were, you were muted. Yeah, you, you were muted. Anyways, the Jerome, we were probably going to mention it on air anyways. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call. Roush was asking me before we knew that we were on air what the Jerome is, which is uh, a little tournament that initially started just for media members, and then they just pretty much opened it up to whoever wanted to do it, where you just pick conference tournament winners, and it's – pretty unscientific it's yeah. through like email chains and um the first set is due on tuesday and then they do the power six conferences and some of the other smaller conferences and well once those are set you have until like a couple days before um and that's it that's all it is that yeah I, I just figured like i kind of want to watch a ton of championship week this week i know it's it's cranking up right like uh ovc tournament all the kind of small school stuff starting up so it's like you know what i'm much more liable to watch these games if i if i have a little stake in it even if it is just me making unscientific guesses um still will make me want to watch it even more yeah it's 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 tough to be successful in the drum there's just so many conferences and they have a little scoring system too where they kind of like they, if you pick higher seeds, you get more points as well. Um, but it, it's hard, but it is fun. I, It's nice. It's nice during all the March Madness to be like, hey, I've got that team. Um, mm-hmm. But if you get in, let us let, let me know, and I'll uh, I'll be sure to beat you. There, There is um, – I, I noticed seeing the OVC bracket that they are like one of many of the smaller conferences that has – made adjustments to try to get their better teams in the tournament. We're now, like, I first noticed it with the West Coast Conference with Gonzaga, where the top two teams just get a bye to the semifinals and only have to win two games. Part of me hates it, but part of me is like, well, but it is a nice reward for the teams that have been the best all year uh, to not have to play four games in four days. Like they, they, that that's a clear advantage and a clear incentive to to perform well in the regular season, but it just it does take away some of the the randomness from the postseason when not everybody kind of starts on the same playing field, right? Like instead of seeding, you just play the worst teams. Like you actually just play fewer games. Yeah, and it's one fewer game than most conference teams, you know. So mm-hmm. it's not that not that huge of a deal. You you'd play two. Most, if you get the buys, you'll play three, so it is what it is. But a fun time of the year, seeing brackets come out. We still have a lot to be determined in the SEC. It's a real mm-hmm. logjam for yes. um, uh, a, a lot of positions. Uh, we'll, we'll dive into that a little bit more. I already mentioned UK beats Vanderbilt. They will be a three unless... There is a chance where if UK beat Vandy in Arkansas and if Texas A&M lost out, then UK could get the two. But, but I think A&M like, has Ole Miss on the schedule. so It is a road game, and Kermit's gone. But, yeah, probably probably unlikely. But we can talk more about that a little bit later on in the show. Roush, you wanted to talk about our, our betting hygiene. Oh, man. Again. 
It was. We, um, we weren't the only folks. We weren't the only folks that were on Michigan State and didn't win. We do the KRC parlay. We'll tweet it out every weekend. Um, we have won one, which was very exciting. Uh, but that is that is it so far. If getting two out of the three was the goal, then we'd be really, really good. Yes. And I bet uh, an incredibly high percentage. I do my part. Um, but it seems like between these two, one of them usually gets it wrong. And on Saturday, it was Scoots. Scoots, uh, you, you you missed it. On, you missed it with the Michigan State pick, well, buddy. Yeah, but it was not my fault. My pick was going to freaking hit until you decided biggest jinxy cat of all time. I've never seen anything like it. I'm just doing nothing, minding my business, calling a midway game, having one of my best calls I've had all year, and I get a text from you, oh, you did it, Scooty, you did it. So what do I assume? Oh, cool, game's over, Michigan State covered, no problem, pretty happy, go on with my day. And then, what was it, like five minutes later? Oh, no, it went to overtime. Like, what? Why would you send a Scooty You Did It text before it was over? To be fair, that was, that, that was over. That, that was it. But it wasn't it, though. It was, it was not it. Was, is, was Fran McCaffrey, you thought the Fran McCaffrey stare down ended it? It, it was just beginning. It was only just beginning because they scored, what, 23 points in the final minute and a half, uh, overcame a 13-point deficit with a minute to go, a 10-point deficit with 48 seconds ago, and a 5-point deficit with 19 seconds ago. And not only did they force overtime, they went freaking covered the 5.5 points in overtime. Yeah, they won by 6. They won by 6, which makes it, which is even more just like, you know, a little wink, laugh from the gambling gods oh, at our misfortune i, I was they, a half point i mean scoot you could even bought the hook no kidding should i was terrified that kentucky was going to lose i was like i can't bet the cats because the night before i lost a poker hand with a four of a kind so i was just like oh so i'll lose a four of a kind and then this stupid game like I, i'm never going to win another gambling thing ever again in my life wait hold on roush because when you sent that text i had assumed you got beat by a four of a kind you had a four of a kind and lost yep and lost to a straight flush what? <laughs> it was brutal it was brutal wow uh, that's what you get when you play dumb poker games though and you're like oh the one in the hole seven card stud which is fun but you also play stupid games win stupid prizes and my stupid prize was a big fat stupid l and so yeah it was that that part of the weekend was rough so i was like i cannot bet the cats even though i feel great about it i woke up feeling like i was like they're gonna they're gonna kick their ass today I, I just had a great feeling but i was like if i put any money on it they'll probably lose so i had to just uh bite my tongue and and hold on uh preserve my pennies and just enjoy and drink up uh, an enjoyable win for the wildcats so you're welcome, everybody. You're welcome. It, it was that's a that's a tough gambling loss. And then Roush picked Kansas money line. It was a safe but successful pick. I had Vanderbilt, which was profitable. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a winner. And unfortunately, Scooch just left let us down, taking uh, a road dog to cover and a desperate a desperate against a desperate Iowa team that has multiple. Obviously, they've got some anger. Anger issues. That was really embarrassing from McCaffrey, the old stare down. We give officials a hard time on this show, and rightfully so, 
but you also don't need to treat them like babies. And that's part of the issue sometimes why we get frustrated with the officials because they just treat coaches and players like children. It uh, doesn't mean you need to treat them like children. And that was a really, that was just like not a normal thing to do. Um, a grown adult, if you didn't see it, Iowa's head coach, when they were down 10, it, like it looked like the game was over, basically just baiting the officials to throw him out, tee him up, kick, get him, get him gone, just walks about five feet from him and just stares. And it's during a timeout, so the officials got nothing to do, so he's just standing there staring back. And eventually a, a coach or another player walks up and kind of breaks it up. But uh, they also there was like a step towards. So they're doing the stare down. And then McCaffrey walks even closer, continues the stare down. Uh, just really weird behavior. And he, he does a lot of really weird stuff on the sidelines. But not, not the sign of maybe just like a, a mentally healthy adult. He is such a loser. He is. I mean, It's kind of a loser thing to do. I also had this realization too. If you're an Iowa fan, you're you've signed a deal where you have to chair like your your fandom is based around two families: the Ferences for football and the McCaffreys in basketball. Not only has McCaffrey been the coach forever, he's had at least one or two kids on that team for how many years now? Seems like it's been a while. I mean, it's been forever, and he just loses his mind every single game. He's such a and, and they don't play any defense at all. Every single game you can expect to be in the hundreds. It's the opposite of the Iowa football game, where it's just like all defense, no offense. They're all offense, no defense. Um, we'll probably be, what, an 8-9 seed in the tournament or so, and then lose in the second round. Who's had their son on the team longer, Jim Beheim or McCaffrey? Definitely McCaffrey. Because Beheim seems like it's been forever, too. Well, Beheim had some of the uh, – I don't – does he have? Any, I don't think he has. Any I don't, more I don't think they're anymore. there this year, no. And he had some that transferred in too, so they really weren't there as long as it seemed. They just yeah, they, yeah. They transferred. They transferred into the place, but no, that's a that's a that's a tough beat. That's a tough way to lose a, a parlay. It would have hit otherwise. Uh, Scoots, you'll just need to be better in your picks, buddy. You need to be better about not sending a congratulatory text until it's over. Well, I'll be better in my picks. You do better in that. You never, you never believed the power of the jinxes, so I hope now you're a believer. I hate it had to come at a hard lesson at all of our expenses, but I hope you're a believer. Now, I'm buddy. a believer. Don't worry. And I saw her a tick, face. Ticked off dun, believer. Dun, dun, dun. And secondly, you jinxed my a Vanderbilt bet that I had like a month and a half ago, so consider us even. Yeah, but it wasn't intentional. I feel like yours was somewhat intentional. How, how could I intentionally have – Iowa come back from down 10 with 48 seconds left. How I could I do that? I don't know what kind of friends you have or what kind of pool you have where. I, I don't know You think that. I'm practicing dark magic? <laughs> Maybe. He's got a Fran McCaffrey voodoo doll. Or no, a Tom Mizzo <laughs> one. Sorry. That was wild. I mean, that, that was... If I was a Michigan State fan, I would have been pretty frustrated, I think. Is, is what it, it is. is. That's though, gambling. What, what made it feel like March, though, on Saturday? Because I mean, that that that's the kind of stuff that you only see in in this time of year. Yeah. Oh, it's just it's it's the absolute best. Uh, the cats played well. You already uh, you maybe have already gone back, rewatched the game, rewatched the highlights. If not, that's what we are here for. It was a monster Oscar Shibway game. Uh, I mm -hmm. said that while Broom is the Johnny Broom. 
Uh, he is the type of player that can give Oscar a lot of fits. As far as I was concerned, I don't think he had seen them. Uh, they're not players that hadn't gone against each other. And yeah. Oscar takes a little getting used to, and he uh, looked like his national championship or national championship. That'd be nice. That's why I came back to college. Not sure if you knew that or not. Uh, the national player of the year self during his dominant performance on Saturday, putting up 22 points to go with 17 rebounds. But a really interesting, like if not for Oscar, and it's just absolutely ridiculous numbers, which we sound like a broken record talking about, it would have been a really fun MVP game dis- discussion. Oh, I think it still is a fun MVP game discussion. It's not. Oscar put up 22 and 17. He was the MVP. 22 uh, and 17. I mean, Reeves had 21, and that's the reason why that they ran away from the game in the second half. Okay. Garbage time minutes for Reeves. You can't say oh, that's, oh. You can't say that's <laughs> the reason why. Oscar, 22 and 17. There's not a debate. I wish there was. And if if there was a debate, it wouldn't have been Reeves who would get it. You know, you're smarter than that, Roushy. Come on. He, he was money in the second half. That was the that was the run that blew him out the uh, Auburn off the floor. Jacob Toppin had 13 and 12 and yeah, five assists. And then I mean, Wallace was 19 and 9. 19 and 9, I know. Gosh, it's crazy. And then he he hadn't hit a three in four games. He was 0 for 16 and then knocked down both of his threes. And then when we ended the show on Friday, I was like, oh, I had last MVP pick. And I was between, do I go, do I go Wallace? Do I go Toppin? Do I go Livingston, who had been playing well? Uh, I think I did probably make the right choice in Toppin, but you're right. Wallace is 19 and 9, is nothing to. Nothing to turn your head at. It was when just a he, great game from all the starters. When he went up for the dunk against Broom early on, I was like, okay, this dude's not messing around today. That, that was – it got blocked, and it was called a foul, but it was like, okay, there you go, Kaysom all. Show us what you got. Yeah, he was he was ready for it. Uh, good good to see. You got some decent minutes from Thierro. Uh, Thierro. I know some some fans were frustrated with him. Uh, I like that he knocked down that three. I thought that was good to see. He's got to be a little stronger with the ball in his hands. He'll get there. Nice to, that he was able to at least provide just 10 minutes getting out there and, and doing something. And then back-to-back games with Lance Ware buckets. Mm-hmm. Watch out. Watch out. Don't let, don't uh, let Lance get hot. C.J. Frederick did return, did not score any buckets, uh, only played seven minutes, but just good to get his feet wet, you know, get him back slowly, kind of, because, you, you know, uh, we, we said it all last week, you can't just play the same five guys all the time. So it was it was, it was actually kind of nice, too, that you didn't have to play everybody a ton. Uh, you, could, you could get them some breaks here, there, everywhere. Um, think we're going to get Wheeler this week at all? I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know. I, you know, I, I kind of told you what the the scuttlebutt was, but uh, I, I'll give you. I'll do a tip of the cap to your your coworker Jack Pilgrim. I think he's had a good job in terms of inside info, not just scuttlebutt. Inside info with the injury stuff. I, I, he predicted CJ playing on Saturday, and CJ played. Uh, and, and there was a message, but I didn't hear this directly from Jack. Uh, like I didn't hear the actual show that he was on when, when mm-hmm. this was said, but there was a message board post that said Jack was alluding to it's it's not really healing 100% with Wheeler, or it's not healing the way that they're wanting it to heal. So yeah. the, the, the timeline's getting a little bit more concerning 
Um, he's being a good teammate. He hasn't quit on his team or anything necessarily like that, but it's just if he can't play at 100%, can't really do the things he needs to do at 100%, then it's they're, they're, they're wondering when it could be. And I don't know if that's actually what Jack said. Uh, that's just secondhand. That's somebody saying that's what Jack said. So, again, if Jack, if you didn't say that, apologies. Uh, let let me know, but that's not a, that's not necessarily a great update. But I think it was probably a high ankle sprain, and it sounds like he tried to come back a little early, reaggravated it, and mm-hmm. now they're being extra careful with it all. But uh, ankle sprains can be they they are not fun. They're not no. a fun thing to have to deal with. Would be nice if he could get back for Senior Day on Wednesday. Uh, John Calipari did not confirm who's going to be in it, but you could have up to as many. Uh, five guys in it. Well, Wheeler, Frederick, Toppin, Oscar. I, I think UK did say six guys are going through it. They did. Yes. Okay. And it doesn't mean like yeah, I thought. I, I thought I read that somewhere. Six guys going through it, and it doesn't mean that they're going, but they're just going to go through it because that's what they're going to do. That, that's how Mark Stoops has done it. He's had a bunch of guys go through Senior Day and then come back because of the COVID year. So. Um, yeah, they did. Ben Roberts said that there's going to be six. Yes. So there you there Highest you number it. since 1975. Whoa. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I mean, I guess I should have figured it should be high, but how, how many days in the Calipari era was it just maybe one? And it was like a walk on, be like Todd yeah. Laner. <laughs> now you're going to get some of the good ones going through it. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. Well, that's going to make for a fun. That's going to make for a fun Wednesday. All right. Well, I'm not. I'm doing a little radio topic bit here. Give me who who was the second best performance, or if Roush, if you think it was the best, if you think it was better than 22 and 17, then you can you can say that. But who was your co MVP, your second MVP on on Saturday? Also, I'm watching the highlight play. That technical on top end was so bad. I mean, my God. What do we even do? What are we even doing here anymore? Yeah. But all right, no contact. Just ah. Scoots, I don't even know if you got to watch the game or not. Uh, no, I was listening. I got to listen to the whole second half on the way home from Midway. So second game in a row, I've had to do that. But I, I really enjoy doing it that way. I, I hate when I can't watch it because I don't get a visual. But Tom Leach just does such a good job describing what's going on. Like He paints the perfect picture. So I, I have a pretty good understanding of what went down. But, I mean... By the time the second half rolled around, Kentucky was up so big, so I was loosely paying attention. I got to throw that out there. Well, okay. Well, who was second MVP? Um, I would have to go with Wallace. No, no, Reeves. Reeves. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, Reeves Woo-hoo. for sure. They were Goose was pretty giddy about Reeves on the broadcast, which may help lean my decision that way. But from all accounts, he was just knocking down everything he threw up. So, yeah, I'd go with Reeves. Yeah, and he was on, he was on fire. Not be biased towards shooting guards. Uh, Kevin, what 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 do they call him on the broadcast? I think they called him the flamethrower. Yeah, yeah, and he was he was putting him up like he was a flamethrower. That was fun too, especially when he had that one where, um, like he knew it was going in and was running to the other end of the court while the ball was still in the air. That's freaking awesome. And I'll say this, you know, he only played seven minutes and didn't and didn't score. But the spacing, even when CJ was out there, I, you know, I, I I think it made things easier for everybody on the floor. Uh, we're talking about Antonio Reeves and how he was able to knock down shots. But 
like it, it, it is important to get CJ back. I was happy to see him be able to go out there, play a little bit. They're probably going to be easy bringing him back. Maybe Wednesday you're, you're going to be able to get him more minutes. But even just the few small sample sizes when he was out there, uh, everybody, the spacing was even better. And then Antonio Reeves, the, the little streak that he's been on, and he's been getting hotter and hotter as the season progresses. Uh, you're going to need guys like Cason Wallace and Oscar and Jacob Toppin and Livingston and hopefully CJ, although he's doing this in his own right, similar to what Reeves is doing. There's going to be a lot more space for them to be able to take guys one-on-one. There's going to be more space where they're just going to be able to catch and shoot and find themselves more open. Wallace, it's a little bit more difficult because he's having to have the ball in his hands, but he knocked down a few jump shots, whether when he was off the ball uh, in the in the in the few rare times that it did happen on Saturday, but teams are going to notice what Reeves is doing, and they're not going to they're going to have the mindset don't you cannot give him a space, you can't give him any catch and shoot openings. He'll be able to still get it, and that's going to be fun to see. And they're the Cal's pretty good at being able to run shooters off screens and find shooters ways to get open. He's had to do it with so many great shooters over his years as a head coach. So he does a good job with that stuff, but it, it's going to leave a lot of opportunities for the other guys. And I can't wait to see it. This offense is Roush. I'm glad that you wrote that article last week for KSR about the archaic offense and whatnot, but it's really fun to watch when it gets going. And it so yeah, often yeah. seems to just be running downhill where case and Wallace has kind of turned the corner and it's okay. Is, are they going to leave the perimeter? He's going to pass out of it. Uh, is, is somebody going to leave Oscar? They can kick it to him for that 12 footer. Or Kaysen just gets better and better at being able to score on his own, including that that nice dunk that he had on Saturday. So the offense is really, really humming. It's fun to watch. And Antonio Reeves, if that's really who you all think was second MVP, I don't really argue with it in a major way because it, it changes just the whole way the offense looks, the entire team, when you have a shooter that's just so, so hot. So hot. Want to touch the Heine. It's entertaining. Like it's 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 fun. This is the Antonio Reeves we thought we were gonna get. Yeah. And it, it, you know, and that's why sometimes, and maybe when it's all said and done, we've we've got we've got we do have a little bit of a controversy to talk about an hour or two. Uh, but when it's all said and done, has this been a successful UK basketball season? It's not an F anymore, which I, that's that's exciting. I, mm-hmm. I can move it off that F grade, but it's still probably like a C plus where things are right now but that's why when people are like well you look what happens when you get an illinois state transfer you can get good players at all levels of college basketball and good players that can be impactful on any level of college basketball if they're surrounded by the right pieces this is what i think they thought they were getting from antonio reeves this was the the you know the guy that can just go fill it up in a blink of an eye Uh, he's he's coming together if you get this type of antonio reeves you can really beat any team in the country in my opinion and it it's not not only Reeves is shooting, but he's no longer a defensive liability. Uh, I mean, it, it's 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 fun to see that Kentucky. I mean, I know we're going to talk about the offense, but Auburn still only scored fifty four points. I mean, that that's stepping it up. They're not exactly juggernauts, but they didn't let. This was a team that can get downhill and get by a bunch of uh, quicker guys. Um, 
and and that wasn't a problem for them on Saturday. Like they, you, you weren't sitting there like, gosh, these guys just keep getting beat off the dribble. Like I, I wasn't. In fact, if there was anything I was getting angry about, it was like stop giving up offensive boards, right? Like the, some of it was unlucky, but um, the, there there were other times where you're like, come on, come on, cut it out. Uh, there's a lot more to break down. Uh, I'll, you know, try to stay a little bit level and grounded. Some things maybe to keep an eye on, some things that Kentucky will need to get a little bit better on. And then we'll need to talk about uh, Cal continues to kind of take these little pokes at medium and talking about how people try to talk us out of the NCAA tournament. Is he talking about us? Do, 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 do. We'll come back. We'll t- we we do need to discuss that a little bit because it can't just be Kentucky basketball without just the basketball. So don't go anywhere. Hour number two, Kentucky roll call coming up next. T.J. Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen here on the Big X. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back, hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Roll Call. We remind you that everything's great authorities pop in today new refresher rewards member you can become uh one today just by downloading the app the thornton's app and you will get a breakfast on the house when you download and you're and you're new to the whole program uh, if you're not new you know about all the great deals they've probably got something special for you right now today check it out but for the new for the newbies breakfast and a drink on thornton's download today get signed up it takes all of Two minutes tops, real easy to do. And text on into the Thornton's text line. We love Thornton's. You live, you will as well. It's so good that I had a dream about Thornton's last night. Swear I'm alive. Wow. I can't remember. The- I can't remember who it was. I want to say it was Matt Dennison was in studio, and he was leaving for some reason to go to Thornton's, and he was like, "Hey, can I get you anything from Thornton's?" And I looked at him and I was like, ah, if you if you want, you can grab me a bacon, egg, and cheese burrito. That that'd be fine. Really weird dream. Did you get it? I think I woke up before he was back to the studio. Pretty pretty wow. disappointing. So I'm gonna have to just go and get the real thing today. Go get the real thing today. It'll be the thing of your dreams. That's how good it is at Thornton's. And we may as well bring this up while we've got Scoots, our producer. I'm TJ Walker, Nick Roush here on Kentucky Roll Call. We go 7 to 9 Monday through Friday, replay the show 9 to 11, and you can listen to KRC wherever you get your podcasts. If you ever have any questions, just reach out to one of us. We'll be sure to get you all hooked up, set up, so you can listen to to Roll Call. Scoots, uh, much was made about Trevor tried to wave the white flag and pay out the bet, and you did not let him. Correct. Yeah, I'm, I'm not... I don't have any need for bad karma in my life. That's really what it boils down to. I'd rather wait until this thing is mathematically over. Louisville loses this week. It's it's mathematically over. I'll accept the money. But yeah, I, I can't do that. That just that brings bad things upon you. It, I mean, it, the 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 point that you're missing 
that was frustrating hearing you talk about this and Trevor talk about it as well is once you once somebody says hey the bet's over I'm paying you out it's over it's it, there's no there's no take backs on that once if if Roush and I have a bet and I say hey Roush here's your money for the bet it, it can it can't come back later and be like oh actually I won. You need to give me the money for the bet. Unless there's like new information or something out there that changes the details of the bet. But once you give up on the bet, it's over. No, so they, him and Mike were actually talking about that. And they were saying how, well, what happens if you pay him out now and then Louisville comes back to tie it or win? And they were saying that I would have to pay it back. So I would rather wait. That's baloney. Um, my That's thing, baloney. My thing is I didn't expect to get this money until about the middle of March anyways. So what's the point in me getting it two, two three weeks early? You know, I'll just, I'll just hold off when it's mathematically impossible. Then I'll take all of Trevor's money. I, I like Trevor's money. Well, the good news is Eastern Michigan won again this weekend. Woo-hoo! So, I mean, it, it it's is over, over, over. Oh, it's over. Over, over. Yeah. <laughs> Eastern Michigan up to eight wins on the season. Um, you're good. You're good. Sure. But that's just not the way bets work. Like, if, if Trevor says it's over, here's your money, and then a month later Louisville goes on this crazy run and it ends up being a push, if I were you, I'd say you said the bet was over. You gave up. It was over. Like, money's – it's over. Uh, that, that's the way I view bets. And that's why you don't – that's why if you were Trevor, it's like, you're going to lose the bet. You may as well wait till it's officially official yeah. and you've lost. There's no point in just giving up on it as is. Now, it doesn't matter because you are going to win. You're going to get your money someday. But once somebody says – once somebody's waving the money in front of you, it's it's done. Yeah. They, the bet's over. I, I don't disagree with that. But here's the thing. I, to be quite frank with you, have never been put in a spot like this where somebody is waving a white flag on a bet that we have together. Bef- well before yeah. well before the bet's supposed to be concluded. So what, what, what a loser mentality. No kidding. I mean, that, that fan base is really just, gosh, they're just a bunch of losers right now. They couldn't, they couldn't sweep Josh Passner, unfortunately. <laughs> Man, they also just, I mean, it wasn't even close. You've got them doubled up here, Scoots, in late February. I, I, I think you're in a good spot. Oh, I'm in a great spot, yeah. And, on, and especially on account of Eastern Michigan is going to win one more. So that'll put them at nine. And then it's, I mean, virtually impossible for Louisville to get to nine. Well, this does change. You know, like, while we've had fun with this bet all year, we'll always remember it. We'll talk about it a lot, blah, 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 blah. Uh, now you're going to be able to be like, hey, I doubled you up, Trevor. It was such a lopsided, stupid bet. I doubled up the, the total. Well, you know, it is a bad look for Trevor. This is really funny because I was telling him what we were talking about on KRC last week about how if Eastern Michigan ends with eight wins, Louisville ends with four wins, the original $500 bet would become 1000 and so I told him, I was like, you're lucky I didn't put that stipulation in because you probably would have taken it. And he just texted back and he was like, oh, I know I would have. <laughs> yeah, he would have. Uh, but then he brought up, then he brought up, well, maybe we should have done $100 over the win. So I would be winning 500 Eastern Michigan has four more wins, so $400 more that we also discussed that. That would have been fun, too. That, that would have been fun as well. Yeah. Well, uh, maybe you guys will make a big financial bet against one another this upcoming off. <laughs> see what I can do. Uh, that 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 could be enjoyable to see. But uh, yeah, it's 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 over in that regard. 
March right around the corner. A bracket from Bracket Guy Dave that was just uploaded. Uh, I like, as you know, I can't get enough bracketology. He has UK as a six, which is where my prediction on where I think UK will be selected on Selection Sunday. First round matchup against Wisconsin or Oklahoma State. Play the play-in winner there. Um, that game would be in Columbus, which is if UK was a one seed and had its geographical preference, they'd be playing in Columbus. So nothing wrong with that. Wisconsin or Oklahoma State, that could be a tough first-round game. But, you know, you're six seed. You may have a tough first-round game. That's just the reality of it. If Kentucky were to win, Marquette would be the three seed waiting for them. Marquette, while I like Shaka Smart, he's done an amazing job. They don't scare me. Baylor is the two seed, and it's in Louisville. The region is in Louisville. So that's uh, that would be a favorable draw there, Roush. It would be wonderful. That's the one we would like if you're able to do it. But crazy to think we are now under two weeks from Selection Sunday. Thir- 13 days before. And two weeks from today, we'll be doing Selection Sunday reaction show. God, that sucks. I'm not ready for it to be over. Once you get to the tournament, it, go, it just goes so damn fast. And next thing you know, college basketball's over. Like it's that's that sucks. This is the most fun part of the year. It though, is, but it's going to be over so fast, and I don't want well, it to be. Maybe this year it's not over right away for you and your Hoosiers. That's true. Maybe yeah, they actually win some games. Come on, please. I, I'm there with Scoots though. That like I, you know, sometimes I, I find myself having a tougher time enjoying it because I'm I get so sad that it's almost over. And, like, once you get to conference tournament week, which is my favorite week of the year, it's, you know, like, okay, it's but it's all over. Like, you know, you're not going to get – you can't on a just random Tuesday night find some random basketball to watch. Uh, and then it's over. And then I get I do get pretty sad when it's, like, Sweet 16 Elite Eight weekend and you have to wait till Thursday before basketball's on, really Thursday until, like, 6 p.m., and then Saturday and Sunday, you only have the one games on or two, I guess, but they're they're spaced out. Yeah, I hate it. I I'm I'm kind of there, with Scoots. It starts to get sad. It's like your dinner on Christmas evening, where it's like, oh man, it's all over. Before you know it, you're gonna be getting back to work. But you gotta yeah, enjoy it until but, then. So I, after basketball, it's derby season, which is just as exciting. So yeah, okay for derby you. Season's not- just as exciting as March Madness. Let's oh, take it I, a I, little I, bit easy. I think it. I think it is. Not unfortunately, and it's not. That's not really an opinion-based thing either. Sadly for you, uh, that is just one of the things that you're wrong in. <laughs> Your opinion's not accurate. Sorry. Let's get to the Thorn Stexon. Yeah, we, we got to bring up the Calipari controversy, but let's read some text. I mean, the, 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 the text will get us to that, I think. I, I would be surprised if it didn't. 502-414-1450. You texted in. We read it on air. Not worried about Wendell Green at all. Very inconsistent shooter who tries to take matters into his own hands, and it hurts the team by doing so. Their whole team is like that, minus Broom. If they're not hot, Kentucky rolls by 8 to 10 points. Well, Kentucky Ooh, rolled, Texter. They, they rolled a lot the texture was right. Good job. Oh, man. I love this texture. Justin here. Different Justin. My cousin is a cop. I say we get Scoots hammered and send him through a legit field sobriety test. I'll set it up anytime, place. Sounds so freaking fun. 
Like, seriously. If there are no repercussions, like if we did it at my house or I had a ride home or whatever, and there was no repercussions from said cop, yeah, a thousand percent. Let's do it. That sounds like a blast. A lot of people wonder in Scoots if you like field sobriety tests maybe a little too much. Yeah, like are you trying to <laughs> trying to get schedule one? I mean, basically that's what I just did, right? Let's let's schedule yeah. one up. Let's make it happen. <laughs> a texter says, I would take Virginia over Alabama all day long. We saw who Alabama was night before last against the number two hundred and seventy seven ranked team. Well, um that's a bad that's a bad text. I, yeah, because didn't Virginia lose? They lost to Boston College, who's horrible. Yeah. Yeah, um, and then also, I mean, Alabama, they had to have a pretty nice second-half comeback. Arkansas was winning the entire first half. Um, but they uh, they did come back and get that win. That was that was a big win. Even This is at home. You know, you're supposed to take care of business at home. But Brandon Miller and Nick Smith both had 24 points, six boards. Uh, did you see Brandon Miller's intro? I did. I, I'm not worked up about it. I'm I'm not either, but it, I mean, it's a bad look, but it's mostly like I just can't. I don't know. I'm I just don't get worked up over things like that. Because you're rational and don't just like cry over things you can't control. They 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 probably shouldn't have done it. It's supposedly a UC a UFC thing. Um, and they've done yeah, it all. Yeah, that season. is a that is something you do before all the fights in UFC fights. And it's, um, it's something they've done all season. They shouldn't have done it, but I mean, imagine wetting your diaper over that. Yeah, I I just don't have cares for it. Like it just I, I just yeah. I, I too don't have cares for it. Uh, that was a fun game though, Arkansas and Alabama. Arkansas, there is a chance if Kentucky does get the three that Arkansas in the in the SEC tournament that Arkansas could be a six seed. That would that would be that would be That'd the be worst. Tough. Yeah, that yeah. would be the the one thing that we need to not root to happen. And there's it's, it's almost there's a lot of pieces on how that can kind of unfold, and all the different scenarios are kind of boring. Um, I think we need Arkansas to lose one game, and then that would almost certainly make that impossible, where they could finish six in the in the SEC. They play at Tennessee. We need to root for Tennessee, as weird as that is. Uh, they play at Tennessee on Tuesday. Root for Tennessee. If 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 Arkansas goes two and zero to finish out the year, so if they win at Tennessee and they beat Kentucky at home on Senior Night, then there is a decent chance that they would be the six. Kentucky would be the three. We don't want that. Arkansas is good, and they're they got Nick Smith back, and they're just kind of a bad matchup for UK. So I would like to avoid them if possible. Um, so. Root for the Vols, as if it'll have any impact on the game. Let's go, Vols. You'll never hear that again. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Uh, Texter says, I would take, or we already read that, literally said, oh, brother, out loud to no one in particular after hearing Scooch won't accept the cash. How'd you know he said that in that uh, inflection of his voice? Just taking a guess. You got to read the text as we interpret them. Could be like, "Oh, brother!" Like could, excited, could Hulk Hogan, or like, "Oh, brother, where art thou?" <laughs> could have been that as well. Could have been any of these. Uh, could have been any of them. I mean, but, I I love our text. 
I love our text line on the Thorns text line because did we get brought up with random stuff like Scoots? I totally agree with you about how fast Bruiser chooses gum. The rate of speed is pretty eye-opening. Thank you. Three freaking weeks later, maybe even a month, someone comes to my rescue about Bruiser's gum chewing. Thank you, Texter. Appreciate you. <laughs> Scoots has been on the Bruiser gum chewing all beat. season, all season long. <laughs> uh, we had Matt get into the show says i usually side with roush on a lot of topics but derby season being better than march madness is a bad take <laughs> derby season's derby great season. i love derby time around uh derby time april and may in louisville it's just not as an exciting sports time as march madness that's not even a hot take i do a lot less work during derby season than i do during march madness that doesn't make it a more exciting sports style. <laughs> it makes it a little bit more fun for, for him. Yeah, for sure. That's great. No, I mean, I, I totally get it. Yeah, you, you, that's amazing. <laughs> I'm happy for you. But it's not a more expi- exciting sports time. And that's that's what we're talking about. I, I am. Uh, we're we're going to be. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be doing a lot more videos around that time of year. So I'm, I'm curious what, how, how that's going to turn out. A texter says, Scoots, I totally agree with you about how fast – oh, we got that one already. What an absolute murder fest while I'm not discounting our impressive win. Were you all very impressed with Auburn as a whole? Feel like they have a pretty weak roster in regards to scoring. Yeah, they're definitely missing, like, one more wing. Uh, a wing or a four. They're, they're, they're not going to do anything in March. Um they're not a very good team. So, no, I'm not overly impressed with them. But that was still a big win for Yuka. Yeah, and that's because Katie Johnson's kind of a bum. Um, but, like, when you, when those guys get hot, that's why that team is so frustrating because uh, they're, they're pretty much game to game. You, you don't know what you're going to get with them, um, except for Broom inside. The broom's good. They, I mean, they've got some decent pieces, and you, you've seen why they've been able to beat some good teams, but not enough. They're they're a player short from being anything. I think worth a worth worth anything. There's a chance that they could be the sixth seed. I wouldn't mind seeing them again in Nashville. Yeah, no, I would not mind that at all. Um, especially just from like a confidence standpoint, right? I mean, you're gonna come in with an expectation to win that game. Yeah, and they may come in mad, and you're probably not going to beat them by 40, but I, I just think Kentucky's a better team than Auburn is, so I'm all for that. By the way, my uh, dad and my uncle, my dad's twin, were at the game on Saturday. They Neither of them have been to a game in probably, I don't know, 10, 15 years, so shout out to Papa Scoots. He may, he was the good luck charm on Saturday. Wow, wow. My, my parents were also at the game. TJ? Wow. My parents were not at the game. Ooh. Wow. No, no clean sweep. Roush, how was fish fry season on Friday? Dude, it was outstanding. The food was outstanding. Now, it was, um, you know, the the boys did good in line, but yeah, like we said earlier, the, 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 fr- the first Friday lines are always a lot longer. Uh, but the beer was cold. Uh, they, they also added uh, pick, fried pickle spears this year. Dad to the menu, which was a nice, nice change of pace. Um, but the it was it was excellent spread, an excellent spread. And uh Duke won a cake. We got the last cake. Uh like not the there was a couple pies left, but you know, he wanted cake. And uh they had they had one cake that was kind of hiding back there because uh, some of the icing had hit, 
it, it got kind of messed up, but he didn't care. He wanted the cake. He got some chocolate cake. So it was uh, all in all, great time. Attaboy, Absolutely dude. Great. Did he get to spin the wheel, or did they do that for you? They do the sp- wheel spinning for you, but mm. I'm telling you. Now, he's. I think he's won a cake, two cakes in five total spins in his lifetime of cake wheel spinning. That's it's it's incredible how quickly he wins on the cake wheel. That's a good percentage. That's impressive. Well, good. It sounds and like a nice time. Where do the walkers end up at Fish Fry? We went to Lourdes. Um, the Lourdes, yeah. Yep, and over there in Old St. Matthews, uh, it was it was packed. Which first fish fry weather was solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the The lines were long, which they moved they moved fine. So no major issue there. I did have an issue a little bit. They just did not have nearly enough seating, and you know when there's not enough seating. People need to be self-aware enough to know, like, hey, once we're done eating, let's get up and let people who are eating sit. And then maybe once everybody's done eating, it'll kind of turn where people can kind of socialize and spots will open up. Because there is, like, a breaking point in fish fries where it's like, after this time, seating's not an issue, lines aren't an issue. Like, it just opens up and it clears up. But at least during that rush hour, Ben, like, people need to kind of be more... Uh, aware so we had a semi-large group that could not we there was just not going to be any chance everybody was going to be able to sit together so seating was my only issue but it was packed and it was first fish fry so i'm sure they weren't anticipating there being so many people but the food was good company was nice uh it was fun it was good to be back in the swing of things for fish fries one thing that also uh, i find hilarious with fish fries is man if you i mean seven o'clock it's a ghost town there Right, like even six thirty, you're like, oh, you weren't here an hour ago. Well, what were you doing? It's like, it, it's yeah, such but- a, because um, like I, you know, one of my cousins, I saw her show up, and she was, you know, probably one of the last people to get food, and it was six thirty. It's like that's kind of a normal time to eat for most people, but on fish fry time, what, what are you waiting on? You know that that is true. That like the round around, if you're not looking for the lines around like six. 640-ish, you're going to probably blaze right through. But they might be out of fish, too. That's a It's a, it's a dangerous game you play. Yeah, you, hopefully they'll have enough fish, but not impossible. You're right about that. Another texter on the Thornton's text on 502414. How, how, how about we do a break and then get to this text? Because that it brings up our, our topic. There you have it. All right. Boom. Roush, Perfect professional. Tease. There ever has been one. We'll come back. We'll re- finish up the text line. We'll finish up the show. Uh, we'll, I think there's maybe one or two other things I've written down to get to, so maybe we'll have time to get to it. Maybe we won't. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. DJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We'll be back for one final segment. Come to, to Kentucky Roll Call. For reasons they can't even fathom. Welcome back. One final segment on your Monday. The last couple days of February as we roll on over to March. Best month of the year. Certainly more exciting than Kentucky 
Derby horse racing season. This is KRC on the Big X, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. I'll be heading out to Colorado this week, where right now the place we're staying, it's currently 12 degrees, feels like negative two. Ooh, got a high of, it's got a high of 28 today. It's very exciting. Uh, the weather when I'm going to be out there looks like it's going to be the high of 24 one day, high of 21 one day. Oh, we are getting into the 30s, though. I was worried we weren't. Uh, an explosion of sunshine and high temperatures. 36 on Sunday, 36 on Monday, 35 on Tuesday. So, all right, that's a little bit better than I was anticipating. So that's what I've got looking forward to. I don't know why we're going to cold weather, but it's been agreed upon and we'll be heading out there on Thursday. But I think I should be able to do most of the show on Thursday, um, but I may have to leave at some point. So and then no no show for me on Friday, but you'll be in good hands with Nick Roush. And we've got the NFL combine this week, don't we, Roushy? Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a doozy. We're... Uh... We're arriving Thursday morning, I guess. I don't know. So that, that'll be fun figuring out the radio show because, uh, yeah, Carrington Valentine's the first to speak Thursday morning at uh, like 9 a.m. or something like that, 10 a.m. Either way, um, we'll, we'll figure it out. But, um, yeah, it's exciting. It's an exciting time. Uh, the Some folks are already there, but the actual drills, I don't believe, begin until Thursday. Um, but there, yeah, you're going to have a ton of news coming out. Adam Schefter started the week out by stating the obvious with the report that the Bears are willing to trade their first overall pick. So um, Anthony Richardson, he's doing all the throwing stuff at the combine. I saw where Stroud is. Bryce Young is not, uh, and we're still waiting to hear from Will Levis what he's going to do. But um, hopefully, he participates in it all because that'll be. A significant story. Roush, how ticked off will you be if Richardson is drafted as the first quarterback over Levis? Uh, I'd be pretty pretty frustrated. I mean, I would see, at least with C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young, they that like you almost expected that. But if it's Anthony Richardson, I know that would get under your skin. If it's if it's the Jets that do it, then I will just laugh. But <laughs> you know what I mean. Like it, it, it kind of is dependent on the team. Um, because yeah, um, uh, Anthony Richardson. The, the 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 funny thing about Anthony Richardson too is it's like Anthony Richardson is just Will Levis except with higher variance. I mean, for all the reasons people like Will Levis, that's the same reasons to like they, why they like Will Levis. Except Will Levis has more college production, has proven more, has a higher floor, and Richardson probably just has a higher ceiling because of his physical traits. But he's also just Proven to be a real bozo at times with the ball in his hands. Going to be interesting. Uh, I, do you think Levis ends up throwing and doing that stuff or no? I think he might. Um, I at least hope he does all the drill because that's where he can shine. And maybe Richardson going through it will push him to, to actually do that. You know? It's yeah. Kind of a, in, in the competitive nature in him too. I'm sure his agents are advising him against it, but he's probably like, I mean, come on. Just let me do this. Yeah, you're probably you're probably right about that. Uh, yeah, well, plenty to to keep up with this week. It's going to be a really busy sports week, and that's good. It's good for content. It's good for a radio show yep. that talks about sports. And um, 
I do have some bad news this morning, though. Uh, the the oh, roosters no. in Clarksville caught on fire. What? Yeah. Is everybody okay? I think everybody's fine. It happened overnight, but... Did man, it burn down? It caught fire. I don't think it completely burned down. Like The, it, the, the structure was standing with fire trucks on the scene. Hmm. But, um, I go there a lot. Yeah. That would be a shame. Yeah, because we, we like roosters. Uh, not as much as we like salsarinas, though. Salsarinas. Well, we like we like we like both. We like we like both of them. Well, we'd like roosters more if they sponsored live ads in the show. That's true, but we we like both of them. We do like both of them, but we love salsarinas. Salsarinas, fresh Mexican. I mean, we mentioned it early. March Madness coming up. Getting some salsarinas. To just have while you're watching March Madness, just sitting out. I mean, that's a all day. Just go up, grab some more salsaritas. Ooh, little taco. Ooh, some nachos. Wildly addictive chips. Bam, bam. Bully bop. Skilly bam, bam, bing, bing, bop. You're going to be scatting. You're so happy with your salsaritas. They've got two locations. Download the app before you go. Save some money with that catering. Basically, you get a catering deal, you're going to be eating free meals with your salsaritas bucks at salsaritas. Two locations in Louisville. Middletown has a drive-thru, St. Matthews. Uh, it's got a great interior, covered patio as well when your for home nice weather days. Uh, check them out today. We love Salsaritas. Keep them in mind for catering. No party too big, no party too small. We're going to head back on over to the Thornton's text line. And as Roush mentioned, this brings up the, the controversy of the weekend. If anything, I feel like this rift with Cal and some of the media is just going to make it worse. If for some reason we were to lose early, media will certainly not be kind and light if it were to happen. And referencing, Cal has been saying it for, it's, I don't think it's consistently every game, it may be, um, but he's been saying it for a couple weeks where he'll just mention you know, people tried to talk us out of the tournament is his exact phrasing. And you even had media, local media that that tried to talk us out of the tournament. And, you know, here here we are. So he's been he's been kind of it, it's little pokes at some of the media. Obviously, you had all the anonymous source articles and Roush kind of touched up on some of that in an article on KSR last week. And uh, so he, he's been poking back a little bit here and there. And some people have been pretty worked up about him poking back. Um, and people have got takes on it, Roush. People have opinions on it. So what, what are yours? Um, mine are quite simply, he's, he's also done this for like 14 years. Um, and the, the, the only problem I have with it is like, to this texter's point, the media will certainly not be kind and light if they do lose early. Well, that's just because if they'll lose early, right? And like the same thing with Cal, like, yes, the media was hard on you because you were losing to South Carolina and Georgia and you were out of the NCAA tournament. You were playing poorly. Like that. So like, I, I think it's just kind of silly hand-wringing over nothing because the media is doing what the media does and then now the team's winning, so we're very happy. Like that's just how this works. I think it's as it so often does, it has been blown out of proportion where you just need to kind of strip it down to the facts and what actually is being said. And Cal, for the most part, is pushing back on people in the large part. I mean, from basically just everything from what I'm hearing is pushing back on people that said they weren't going to make the tournament. 
they're making the tournament. I think he's earned the right to be able to push back on that. Now, some people are like, he hasn't accomplished anything. UK still maybe going to be a seven seed. Why is that an accomplishment? Blah, 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 blah. And I like, I don't think he's saying, Hey, we're having parades. Everybody said this season was sucking and look, we've, we've proven them wrong. I, I he is specifically pushing back to the tournament talk. UK has done enough where they are locked into the tournament. They can lose their next three games and they will hear their name called on selection Sunday. No, that's not the expectation or the bar that people have when it comes to UK basketball, but it's one thing that people were certainly sure of and they were, and now it's a, they were wrong. I mean, you can definitively say they were wrong. Uh, we, after the South Carolina loss, we were like, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. Not because Kentucky couldn't have improved its resume or there weren't enough wins left, but we had thought, hey, if you could lose this game, how are you going to be able to beat some of these teams? And Cal deserves credit for turning the season around. The players deserve credit for not quitting, for staying together. There had looked like there were a couple different times where, all right, this – this may just be it. It may be too much to overcome. But they hung in there, and I don't have any issue at all with Cal kind of poking back a little bit. Media has such an easy time being able to poke, but you dare poke back a little bit at media. Media hates being criticized. Uh, well, you poke back a little bit at them, they can take it. Everything's going to yeah, be okay. That's the thing. I'm fine with it. And if he needs me to like write more bulletin board material for him, if that's what like is fueling him, so be it. Uh, sure. Uh, I'll, I'll go... Uh, and he I, is somebody I, that's always needed kind of like an adversary, somebody to kind of push up against. And yeah, I, I think he's times were tough. Things didn't look great. He saw a lot of media just basically throw this team out. And I think that's kind of what he's using, at least this season to fuel him. And if it works, it works. I don't have an issue with it, but please. I mean, it, people had said this team was dead and buried. They're not. And he's, calling it out a little bit. I don't I don't have an issue with it. I, my bigger that. issue is just when he gets asked a question and 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 that's just I have to deal with it, but it's like I'm trying to get a quote for a story and then he just like meanders off and just doesn't talk about it. I'm like, "Damn it, I was hoping to get something." Um I have enjoyed I don't know if you've been listening to his post-game press conferences, but I've enjoyed there's a new Courier Journal writer, uh Ron White, I believe is his name. Nice guy. Uh previously covered the Michigan State beat. And like him and Cal have got a nice little back and forth going. Like it's it's almost like Jerry Tipton esque, where like Cal asks a question or he'll ask a question and Cal will like try to correct him. And he's like, no, 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 no. And and he's got this really southern accent too, which makes it even more entertaining. I, I've enjoyed their back and forths in the in the the post game press conference. And and like lately, like it's 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 him giving Cal's team more credit. Uh, yeah, because he was he was asking like, well. Uh, you know, the, the Florida game, you all kind of let them creep back into it. And he's like, well, we were up got 20. He's like, no, no, you were, it was a 15 point game in the second half and you didn't let them come back at all. Like it was close. You just blew them out of the water. Why were you so much better this time around? And then it's like kind of, kind of uh, holding Cal to a point to try to get him to, to talk about something specifically. I appreciate it. I enjoy, I enjoy the, the, the back and forth. That's good. That's good to hear. And, you know, there there have been times Cal should be questioned. Uh, again, I don't think that Kentucky has turned, like, this corner into being a sure, sure thing Final Four pick. But things are better now, uh, and, and that's good. God forbid we, we ever just enjoy, like, a Kentucky basketball win. 
Oh, wow. Scoots, you did find a picture of the Clarksville Roosters. It went all the way down. I'm so upset. I'm, I oh, like literally, man. I'm so upset. That's, oh, that's no, a, that's the one we went to after the KRC scramble. Oh, that's a Correct, yeah. Yeah. Because originally, like, you could still see the whole outside of the structure, but down, there she goes. I'm like, I'm, I'm irrationally upset about this. Like, I... Because Roosters is great, man. Oh, it's, 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 it's phenomenal. A, it's and, the best casual hang well, to, like, go to a It ball. is a fun casual. Well, joint. and it's you all, like, it's not like you all over in Kentucky. We all have only got one over here in Indiana. You all have, like, yeah. six of them that you can go to. I can't go to Roosters anymore. I'm pumped. I'm pissed. Damn it. Well, you just come on over to the ones in town when you're working. Yeah. It's not going to be the it's, same. They're not my home roosters. Is tonight all you can eat crab? I don't know. Tonight is, I don't know, wallop in tears because roosters burned down. Pour, pour, pour a splatty out for all Damn roosters. It. Love that place. Well, in the meantime, let me tell you about Shady Rays. They've got great sunglasses, polarized it's getting springtime's right around the corner. You don't want to be caught without your shades on. Go to shadyrays.com, promo code Big X for 25% off. And they've got any sort of sunglasses, goggles, shades for any occasion. Really impressive website. You can see why they have over 200,000 five star reviews. It's a great company. You'll save money by using promo code Big X, 25% off your entire order at shadyrays.com. A texter on the text line, Salt Lake Brian, he says, if you all can provide guidance on all to speak to U of L fans, I'd appreciate it. Georgia Tech beatdown might be the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen. Finally, go Cats. It's March. It's time to talk trash. Not, not uh, really the U of L sure loss to Georgia did. Tech was not good. Yeah, it was bad. Like, like many of their losses this year. Alex from Coca here. John Calipari has pulled us through what feels like a hellscape this regular season, but let's all take a collective pause and remember that this moment, February 25th, 2023, the Cats have 20 wins and have seemingly turned the corner with an extremely convincing beatdown of Auburn. Does this mean we are all the way back and in the driver's seat for number nine? No, but it certainly feels more believable tonight. Saying all this to say, as the youths would tell you, hold up, let him cook. More often than not, Cal will get it figured out. Now into the postseason where we hopefully figures it out there as well. I hope we can all remember this moment if we go through a similar situation next year. Hoping we do not. Sorry for the long text. Look forward to hearing your thoughts on Monday. P.S. Hope y'all pull this out, Scoots. No jinxy cap. Oh, that was for the Indiana Hoosiers. Yeah, no jinxy cap. You're good. Oh, Alex again. Sorry to double text right after sending the first time, but I checked Twitter and saw uh, Nick's former ex-boss goofy tweet to Cal about wanting to win. I have admittedly never listened to a second of KSR outside of 11 personnel. And sources say, but while overblown, it's a, not a hard to witness the tension between Matt and Cal. I'm not blowing smoke up your all's butts when I say, I think it would go a long way for Matt if he would take your all's approach of offering sincere criticisms with appropriate levels of hope. Two long texts in one night. Sheesh, sorry, guys. Uh, man, I wonder if Alex was dipping into the platties. Maybe a splatty platty night down in Colga, you're saying. <laughs> not impossible. Yeah, I mean... Like when I'm, I get labeled a cow defender, but I do often defend him. So it it it, it can it can come out that way. I, I understand it. But when UK's losing, and then Cal's talking down to people, and 
you need to focus on the winning. We just want to feel the hurt in your voice. We want to feel like you're one of us. And then when Kentucky's winning, you need to focus on the winning. You should focus on being happy. Cal's not a robot. He doesn't have a script that he needs to go off of. And if you think that he needs to say in everything that you that you want him to say or that he should say or this, that, or the other, then you probably just don't like the dude. Like, you, you probably just – you're not for him. He's not for you. You probably just don't like the person. And that's all right. I think it's all right just to acknowledge it as well, where like if everything that the person's saying or doing is rubbing you the wrong way, or you wish it was something different, it's probably just somebody that you don't see eye to eye with and you don't agree with. Um, But he doesn't have a script that he needs to follow. And I'm fine with what he, if if he wants to, if he wants to take a few shots back when they're winning, uh, even, even somebody that, that had at one point after that USC game didn't think they were going to the NCAA tournament. I can take it. I, I, I can handle a, a few pokes back my way. I thought this team was probably going to be toast, but they dug in deep. They figured out a way to, to make it happen, and I was wrong. And uh, Cal can, can take as many shots as he wants as UK keeps winning. Dexter on the Thornton Stexlon says, do you all think the Batcats have a prayer to be good this year? If we're a joke again this season, does Mitch still keep Mingeon? Well, they won another series. Pitching looks sounds like it's better. Yeah, you know nothing. Nice, emphatic W on Sunday. Get the series wins, and just you cannot afford a series loss to some of these non-conference opponents. But getting the series wins that goes a long way. So good, good for the Bat Cats. A texture says, "How about the Cats?" It was a fun Saturday. Mm-hmm. Another person said, "What just happened? Go Cats!" That was this team clicking. And nice, uh, nice to see Auburn quit a little bit as well. But credit to UK for for putting them in a position to quit. They were they waved the white flag pretty early in that second half, middle of the second half, midway through the middle of the second half. Uh, that's awesome. It's always fun when another team kind of waves the white flag and quits, especially when it's a Bruce Pearl team. Man, this is uh, another long text. No, you're missing one. This is the team we've been expecting to see all year. Let's just hope they continue the rest of the way. Agreed. Hey, Say. Just wanted to congratulate the BBN that never gave up on this team. Yes, I am self-congratulating. Starting to see a change in this team. Cal's Cats have a refuse-to-lose attitude that was missing for a majority of the season. A play in the second half where Kaysen dropped a slip bounce pass to Oscar was the point I saw a change in this team. It was like Neo when he finally heard Trinity say, I love you while dying. The monster came alive. That was the point where this team seemed to go full gigatrillion mode on Auburn. Uh, I mean, the references there. And no just get idea. through it. Just get through it. I'm calling it now. Kentucky will go to Bud Arena and smoke the Razorbacks like a pack of pre-rolls from burners on a personal stash. If you don't know what that means, this message is not for you. Kentucky is coming into form. Release the Kraken. Go Cats. All Cats everything. Real excited for that Arkansas game. I, I, I think people know where I stand on where – where, where I think that game's going to go. But say, I hope you're right. I liked your optimism. Did not understand your references, but that's all right. And But I, I do, like, I'm happy with the way UK's playing. They're doing, really, I think, the things that they should be doing. But if we really want this to, like, kick it to the next level, we'll, we will need to see them go toe-to-toe against Arkansas. Go down If they went down to the wire on Saturday, that'd do it for me. Although, I'll be okay. You know, if they get blown out, I'm not going to have any major issues with that. I won't like it, but, like, you know, it's a tough game. It's senior day. Arkansas is a good team. Or they'll need to go toe-to-toe with Alabama and the SEC. 
And those are really the only two teams that I think in conference that you can go against where I think, hey, maybe a Final Four actually is possible or maybe even a national title if they just play their best basketball is on the table. We'll need to see it against a team that can actually win a national title. And I think Arkansas can. I know that people think I'm probably just being way too high on them, but I do. I think now the way that they're playing and where they're going to become March, I think they could be national title good. And then obviously Alabama is. Everybody knows that. So I still want to see it. I still want to see UK go toe-to-toe against one of those two teams. Maybe it's this Saturday at Arkansas. Again, that is senior day, though, in a true road game. Or, Or more likely, hopefully, in the SEC tournament. Then I'll be all the way in. Oh, yeah. Head and heels. Six seniors to practicing in senior day have all been ruled eligible to come back next year. Participating, I think that was the word they were looking for. Uh, Yeah, but I still think maybe only like one or two of them would come back. Yeah, we've got a lot of time to talk about that, but it is a unique senior day. There's no denying Mm -hmm. that. I'm watching Jared Vanderbilt play for the Lakers right now. He's actually killing it. His defense and rebounding is legit. Yeah, he started for the Lakers and uh, had a good game. I think maybe had a double-double, a lot of like 15 rebounds or something like that. Uh, People like Jared Vanderbilt are why I think somebody like Oscar Sheboy is going to have a hard time in the the NBA. Because Jared Vanderbilt's a freak rebounder, but he can put it on the floor, go length to length the floor. Not an amazing shooter, but a better shooter probably than Oscar Sheboy. Um just the versatility of a player like that. And he is a good defender. He can go guard five different positions. Um, Oscar, not so much, but good for Jared Vanderbilt. I'm glad that he's he's doing some nice things. Glad that he's healthy too. Yep, yep. Um, they came back from like 20 some odd points down to beat the Mavs. So that was a big win for the for the Lake Show. Um, kind of cool seeing Katie George interview LeBron after the game. It's like, huh. That is neat. Salt Lake Brian here. Just want to shout out UK Hockey. Beat UNC heading to Nationals for the first time since 08. Go Cats. Go UK Hockey Cats. The Hockey Cats. The Ice Cats. Hockey Cats. Brandon Miller, intro celebration this weekend with him getting patted down for weapons. Seems like they don't care about how serious the situation is. Uh, It's probably a misstep on some kids' parts, but it doesn't need to be anything to make a mess in your diaper. John here. Good Monday morning, everyone. We had almost three different players in the 20s. Wallace was just a point off. It is so awesome to see the turnaround of this team. I still feel like right now we are probably still looking at a seven seed. However, if we can win out through the SEC tournament, which I think we will, the Cats will probably be a three to five seed. Well, what do you all think? Got to go. Talk to you later. Yeah, there's a decent chance that you could have Arkansas, Tennessee, and Alabama all on the top half of the SEC tournament bracket, which I don't think anybody's really scared of Tennessee, but beating a team three times can be challenging. Uh, but that would be that'd be amazing. That'd be amazing. Uh, SEC tournament run, I think, is totally on the table for UK, but I do think draw is going to is still going to matter. Good hearing from you, John. Hope you had a good weekend. Formula One has two drivers per teams per race. There is a little teamwork, but it's pretty much every man for themselves. Thanks for the heads hmm. up. It wasn't sure. I uh, love it. Much bigger than just this game. First time they've done that this year. Huge confidence boost in a pure association of play. You play like this. This is what you get. You could almost see it in the player's eyes. I felt as if they were thinking, this is way better. Let's do this instead. 
yeah, it seemed like they were having fun. That's always a good thing to see. I do think so much, like so much of this seems to come back to like, hey, Toppin's been playing so much better, and look, the team's been playing better. I don't think that yeah. that's a coincidence. Uh, when you can get something reliable out of your four position, it really, really helps. And then make no mistake about it, there is this new little strategy they're doing, keeping Oscar away from the basket, and everybody I think is seeing a positive increase to their game and collectively the team. John here again. Wow, John with two long texts. I would go with Wallace. He had 19 and 9, which is responsible for at least 18 points. And even if you subtract the three turnovers, he still contributed 12 points for the team with the assist. So Reeves may not have had those buckets without Wallace delivering some good, uh, good assists. He also out-rebounded Reeves by two. Man, look how lucky we are right now with our cats. I mean, we're debating who is the second-best MVP of the game and not how they lost or blew a chance to win. I love this team. Got to go talk to you later. Toppin also, I think, had five assists to, to go with a double-double. So he he also was helping folks. It also probably has to do with Ryan Lemon starting the postgame show after the South Carolina with this was the NIT call-in show. Not sure they hear all that stuff. I have no problem with him throwing little jabs here or there. Oh, I didn't know Ryan Lemon did that. I'm sure that didn't make the folks at UK happy either. <laughs> no, I'm sure it didn't make make them very happy. Uh, we were all yeah, down the, after that USC game for sure. But. Also, like the the biggest lie in coaching is they say they don't read or hear stuff. Like every single coach hears and like they, they might not listen to it live, but they they know what's being said about them. I got the solution for the U of L March Blues. Just expand the tournament to 128. Boom, basketball for two months. Uh, no thanks. I don't oh think UL's still getting in at 128, but no, <laughs> no expansion, please. Uh, I apologize for being an idiot, making a comment last week, benching Trace Jackson Davis and Jalen Hood Shafino. Ha ha ha. We don't need Indiana Texan into our show. We got to move past that one. Um, all right, we'll just end the show here. We got a couple more that we could get to, but um, I think that will, that will suffice. Going to be a yeah. fun week, fun time of the year. We'll get trivia tomorrow. That should be a good time. And then you got Combine Game seven, week, baby. UK basketball, senior day. Should be a good time, you, boy, you boys. Yeah. Excited? It's going to be fun. I'm pumped. I'm forward to it. I've never played in a right. Game 7 in my Everybody life. Everybody have a great Monday. We'll be back tomorrow, 7 a.m. Doesn't get better than this uh, than around March in Kentucky Roll Call. We'll see you on Tuesday. This is Kerosene on the Big X. Roll Call.